You're listening to Caffeinate Your Career with Jennifer Way of Way Solutions. Way Solutions is an HR consulting firm that serves companies and individuals by connecting retention strategies with personal career management. Some of their sample corporate clients include Disney, HCA, Morgan Stanley, Nissan, Honda, Dr. Pepper, and many more. Jennifer's newest book, Caffeinate Your Career, is a collection of career management actions that you can finish with your cup of coffee. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's jump in. Session four, career decision confidence. This is not the final session, but I feel like we're kind of getting to that point where everything we've been talking about now, you can really, you can take these skills and you can really punch through that wall or take that that internal confidence that is there. It might just be kind of mucked up a little bit. There might be some fogginess. Now we're going to get to that point where you have and can access confidence. And we just finished up talking about the previous session that's a self-managed career, and that was building on the whole concept of what is career management, how do you have healthy career management. So one thing we were talking about and the theme of not being stuck and how to get unstuck was cultivating relationships with those in authority. And I think that might be a good transition because that is such an indicator of how you feel at work with those in authority and your boss and those kinds of folks. Absolutely. And those people have more weight in the direction of your career. You know, if you think about it, everyone feels like an expert at work because we all work. So everybody has an opinion. Everybody got a job once. Everybody interviewed once. Everybody did a resume that got them a job. Everybody has something to say about that. The trouble is, how do you discern with all those voices? There are experts on networking. There are experts on your image. There are experts on all kinds of things. How do you listen to all of those inputs and all these people who want to have a say-so and determine really truly for you? Because you are on a unique journey. No one has ever had the career trajectory that you have or the story that you have, and nobody else will ever have it again. You have a unique journey you are on professionally. And that has a huge impact, right? How do you know who to listen to? How do you know what's important? And I think that that does start by cultivating good relationships with those people who are in authority. The people who have authority are going to be the ones that have the greatest impact um, on your career success. So they are going to have impact on your raise or promotion. Maybe you will need their voice to advocate for you or champion you inside of your organization and beyond. I love that. And for that person, they can be a great ally or they can be someone, if you're not telling your story in a concise way to them, it can be distracting. And if you, and if you feel like, I don't know how to communicate my story, the first thing people do is probably go to friends or family and try to, or maybe they're going online and trying to just search like for all these professional, whatever. So when you start to get a lot of noise, what do you normally do to suggest to try to tune out the wrong signal that is unique for your story and what you need? So I think it boils down to a few questions that you need to ask yourself. Um, and, you know, 
I'm going to go with the easiest and most obvious first, and then we're going to get into some of the things that I think need a little bit more, are a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more difficult to navigate. This is the truth. Most people that you're going to talk to have your best interests at heart. They love you. They're going to want to validate you. They're going to mean well, but maybe they're out of date. You know, if they haven't worked for a while, if they're not in your industry specifically, um, they just may not know. You know, I had somebody who was giving someone, I I happened to over, we were all having a discussion. I don't really think they knew or really understood my position, but they were telling this this, uh, person that you should absolutely not use any color on your resume. But this person's a creative person. In the creative industry, if they did not have a well-designed resume, that would absolutely work against them. So not accurate. In this particular case, it was very important that this person use color and use it very wisely to accentuate the right things and and present the right way so that everyone in the design world knows they're savvy about design. That person was completely off. Well-meaning, but off. Right? Mm, Right. I love that concept of everyone has their own unique story. And I know story can feel like a buzzword in marketing, I'm just kind of thinking about my own experiences with story and how we communicate story. But this is truly like someone's experience on earth. Like this is someone's, this is their humanity. This is like everything that they have so much. We've been, this is kind of building up on this theme of the way you work. It matters because this is how you engage in the world. And if this is out of alignment, chances are, you're not happy at life. You're feeling that everywhere. <laughs> you're feeling that everywhere. And those around you, your loved ones are feeling it too. And they're the one, and that's why the yeah, cuz they they've been watching you. They probably know you do seem unhappy. There's so much stress in your life. They feel the stress with you. They you're they're, you're dragging them through the stress too. So of course they want to tell you what you want to hear to make you feel better in the short term. Or maybe because they are powerless to change the thing. I mean, when you're out of control and your spouse is in a situation that they are being, uh, you know, overworked or undervalued or so forth, and you can do nothing about that, that's very frustrating when you have to hear about it every day, all day long, but you can't affect change in that. Where you can see what your spouse, you think your spouse should do or what you wish that they do. But they can't or they won't do that, right? That's very frustrating That's for hard. people. For it's a spouse, hard. for someone who cares about you. That's it, hard. And if you can probably think of other people who you see them at work and they're having a hard time, that is just hard to watch. It so is. if you're in that position, you're struggling, you know, what else do you do? Who else are you looking for to listen to the right career advice? Well, so I think it really depends on what the outcome is that you're looking for. So, for example, if you're in a job search mode, talking to somebody who hasn't interviewed in five years is not going to help you. Right. Because they don't know. They have no idea what's been going on. Talking to somebody who's never hired person or if they've hired five people in the last five years. Well, maybe talking to somebody who's hired 500 persons in five years. Right. It's about thinking about what choosing who you're going to go to for the advice has to start with what the outcome you're looking for is. So if what you're talking about is like, oh, hey, I want career advice. I want to know like how to think about my career, and you see somebody who's got a career trajectory that you admire, that they're in your field and they're doing things the way that you admire, then by all means, go and talk to that person. They're going to have some wisdom to relay to you. 
It's also wise to learn from people who are doing it absolutely not the way that you want to do it. Really? Absolutely. You Wait. can learn all kinds of things who are doing doing uh, who are taking actions that you would that you don't want that outcome. It's absolutely good to learn what not to do from that person. How do you you just learn by watching? I think you can learn by watching. I think sometimes you can have that conversation. You have to be, of course, very mindful and, yeah. and careful about that. Tell me what you're doing so I don't do what you're doing. Because well, you don't want to do that. Definitely. Right. right. I mean, I don't want to rub someone's nose in the fact that they made a mistake. But oftentimes when somebody does make a mistake in their career, they do want to help you avoid that same mistake. Right. I think that's part of how we pay it forward and make meaning from things that go awry in our careers is yeah. by helping somebody else avoid that pitfall. And they would probably bring that up if you're meeting, if you're asking for advice, it would it would be very unusual. It'd be very, I guess, disingenuous for them to to not share that. And if they don't bring it up, then you probably then should not bring it up. That's a signal not to bring it up, right? Absolutely. Hashtag too soon. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I think it's just understanding what is their real area of expertise. Is it about the industry? Is it about a role? Is it about something that life career life balance? Is there something to that angle that you're admiring of? What is it that you truly admire and be very narrow and specific about that? Um, you know, I'm going to say something that's kind of controversial here, but it's truly my philosophy. I don't believe in calling up people and asking them to be my, quote, mentor. You know, I get a lot of calls about people who want me to be their mentor. And in what's, my case, what's the ask before you keep telling before you tell me kind of your response, what is is it just will you be my mentor? Uh, sometimes it's will you be my mentor? Sometimes it's I'd like to take you to coffee and pick your brain. Pick your brain. What? When you get when you get an email that you're an influential person, you're in high demand. When someone asks you for, to do that, what do you? Well, okay. Let's take this in two different. Let's take this in two different contexts, right? Let's say that you're asking my opinion about painting your house. Well, I am not a house painter, but if you want to pick my brain about painting your house, I might make room for you and share what I have learned because it's not how I make my living, right? But if I was a house painter and you want to take me to coffee so you can pick my brain about painting houses, then it's like asking me to come paint your house for free. Right. You want me to share everything I've learned over the last 20 years about house painting with you. Right. And it might it becomes it can be um, unintended, I think, oftentimes. But I think oftentimes it feels so people who are in the information business or the consulting business. What are we going to talk about for an hour that does not require me to start solving your problem? You're going to want me to try to solve your problem. That's why we're going, and in which case, then you need to buy a session, <laughs> right? So when you're talking to a professional about what they do, don't don't go the whole pick your brain route because that's dangerous and it feels insulting to them. So right? this is just a great networking nugget of wisdom that you're talking about here because no, no matter what industry you're in, there are people in your environment, in your ecosystem, either locally or abroad, but specifically locally. If you are interested in learning from them and gaining insight into how it might relate to your career, before we continue on in some of these um, listening to career advice, is there any advice that you would share on how do you make that ask? I think you start by talking about what you admire. You know, I have seen this about you. I have noticed you are great at this, this, and this. I'd love to talk to you about your experience of that. How did you learn to do that? 
What were the lessons that you learned that you took with you that made you decide that this is the how you actually do this X, Y, or Z? It's taking time. It takes time to really craft a, an ask. Like it that. does. It's totally I custom. Think it is custom. It can't be just an ask. And I think it's not just the ask. I think it's if you build an authentic relationship. Relationships are about giving and receiving. I can offer my I, I can offer to see you. I can offer to acknowledge what I see you do really, really well and how powerful that is. People go unseen in their work day in and day out. It feels incredible when somebody can actually see and articulate what you uniquely bring to the table. That is powerful. Of course I want to talk to that person, right? And when they do that... And then you followed up by, you know, how can I bring you value? And you followed up with, you know, you can ask your questions of that person. You can ask questions to learn from that person. And then it's about how you can reciprocate. What can you do to bring value to that person? And if somebody has been very generous with you and given you lots of insight over the years, you need to be looking for a way to bring that person value. You may never be able to bring that person value. But if they knew that you were looking, if they knew you had genuine um, that you had genuine effort towards trying to bring them value, that you were even mindful of that, goes a long, long way down the road. A long, long way. It's a spirit of reciprocity. You have to show up to give first. You have to give something first before you even consider making an ask. Yeah, and when you ask somebody to be a mentor, I feel like it's ambiguous, and I feel like it. There's no time limits. Who wants to, who wants to be obligated to a person for some unknown length of time for some unknown range of topics, right? I think that that's not specific, and I don't think it's very effective. I think it's best to say, you know. You really understand the power of Excel, and I'd love to learn more about how you're using that in your role. I'm finding that I don't, my brain doesn't speak spreadsheet, and I think maybe watching you, I've learned that that's a very powerful, very powerful tool. I'd love to know more about how you do that. Well, that's different than, hey, will you be my mentor? Because what do I do with that? Nobody knows what to do with that. People don't have time that feels hard and heavy. But yeah, they'll go to lunch with you and tell you how they how they use Excel, <laughs> right? Right. And then to add to that, don't ask that person questions about Excel that you could just go Google oh, and get the answer. Okay. Right? right. When you could get the answer anywhere else, you should. When it, you have to get the answer from the person, you should reserve that. The more important the relationship, the more you should have a rule that you don't ask of them anything that you could find anywhere else. That you only ask them the things that only they could be able to tell you. What's your opinion about the market? What's your opinion about this? What do you think about the culture of that? What you know, those types of questions. Right. Okay. I appreciate that. That was good. Okay. Now there's more people too to watch out for when it comes to career advice. All right. Who's that? You know, the person who just wants to tell you what to do. The controllers. They've got all the answers to all the people. These are the people who want to spend eight hundred bucks in like three weeks in a online co like course and become a and for, forgive me all my favorite life coach people, but, you know, that the coaching industry has a reputation of people who just want to pay down money, get certified in whatever thing, get the certificate of whatever. Do they have real expertise? Are they people who want to help you? Are they people who have specific ways that they can help you? And if so, what are those? 
and what qualifies them in their professional life to be able to speak to that, right? Those are all questions that I think are important to keep in mind when you're when you're seeking professional support or just in your personal life and just who you're talking to about it. And then there is a phenomenon I also want to talk about, which is um, one that I think catches people off guard and I think is very important to navigate well. And it comes from people who love us. Um, the people who love us, like family members or close personal colleagues, you know, we want people to be predictable. Everyone has a role to play, and we're very comfortable with when they play the role that, that we've always known them to play. But when you decide to take control of your career and you really decide to make some big moves, you've got to be very thoughtful about the fact that not everyone is going to be supportive of those. If you are in a peer group and you start exceeding expectations in some ways, you know, in the professional world, there are only so many promotions. There are only so many resources. And people can feel threatened or feel like you're being competitive with them. Now, I'm a believer in abundance theory, meaning I believe there's all kinds of opportunity for all the people all the time. It may not be within this one role. It may not be within this one department. It may not be within this one company. But I don't believe that there's any limit to the amount of opportunity that's around you all the time. It's a matter of can you see it? Can you identify it? And then can you manage your relationships to be supportive to actually get it? And sometimes that's difficult. Family members. Um, I have watched this time in and time out, um, especially with, you know, um, first generation to go to college kids. When you're the first kid to go to college and your lifestyle surpasses that of your entire extended family, what happens is a separation. And uh, that's a transition. You, ha you become kind of um, uh, some good friends of mine call it being bilingual. You know, you speak the language of your family and your past, but you also speak the language of your profession and your current. Right. And so oftentimes I just think you need to ask yourself, does this person really want your success or are they too blinded by what's going on in their own life? Or is it, is it, are they making it about them or is it about you? Right. And that's a good a good gauge to use to be able to discern when you should be listening to them or not. And of course, the person who thinks there's only one way to do it. This is the right thing. Your resume has to look like this or it has to be like that. You have to make this decision. You have to do this. You have to say it that way. That's a person to be wary of because everybody has their own journey. Right. And everyone you want to distinguish and differentiate yourself. So if you're doing something as cookie cutter, just like everyone else, it's probably not going to fit your unique set of skills. Well, it's just not going to differentiate it. It won't get you noticed. Now, you can't be so out there and be so different that balance. that that well, everything's a trade off. Right. So you can go have blue hair and dress and goth and do whatever inside of an, an but you might not be the poster child for the conference on X, Y or Z. Like they may not put you in the front of the room with clients. They may not. So there's trade offs. You can do what you want to do to express who you are, but you have to know what you're trading. And if you're not mindful or conscious of what you're trading, you'll find that you're trading things that um, you may not intend that can lead to devastating results. Even what you wear, you had some examples just now, and even what you wear, that's, that's 
sending a signal, the way you speak, all that stuff. All it's of it. all about the signal. And if it's brand aligned, then that's fantastic. If you're working at a cutting edge, you know, super hip kind of environment, then maybe that works and it's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. So in this whole concept of career decision confidence, when you are evaluating some of these decisions that are available to you, do you have any stories or examples or thoughts around kind of what decisions look like and how that can either improve or damage your own confidence in your career? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was a woman, she was a director of operations. She hated her job. She'd been there for quite some time. She was super successful at it. But it had just gone on too long. She and her boss were in some negative dynamics. It had just gone on too long. It was time for her to find something else. It was time for the next chapter. Now, she had been looking for quite some time, but she grew so desperate uh, that um, I remember she called me up. She was very excited. She had this, uh, this role with a real estate company. Now, there's nothing wrong with going to work for a real estate company. It was an office manager position. And my first concern was going from director of operations to office manager. That's going to be a perceived step down. That's not the only thing to consider, and sometimes that doesn't matter. Titles can be flexible and fluid. So I wasn't overly concerned about that piece. But my real question to her was, okay, so you're going to go work for a real estate company. Do you want to be a realtor? No. Do you want to be a broker? No. What is the next job that will be available to you if you do this? Nothing. Dead stop. When she leaves there and she's an office manager, now she's going to attract yet another office manager role, probably in another real estate organization would be most likely or maybe something else like a physician's office or something like that will she get a raise will there be upside will she add new skills no so in her case that was a terrible decision to make and she ended up avoiding a big career um, uh, a career disaster in my opinion by making that decision Right. She was just thinking, yay, they want me. It's, you know, a couple thousand bucks more than what I was making. She, you know, she's not ego driven, so she didn't care about the title. And that's all fine. I believe in not being ego driven about titles as well. But you have to think about it's not about the, this job you're in or the one that you take next. It's about the story you're going to have to tell the, 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 the step after that. How are you going to explain this career trajectory? Does this look like you're going forward or backward? Does it look like you're moving up or moving back? These are the important questions to be thinking about. When you think about your decisions, I like to use the analogy, are you building a bridge with this decision or are you building a wall? Is it going to keep you from things or is it going to lead you to things? That's what's important about thinking and evaluating the decisions that you're making next. It goes beyond just another job. Uh, It's about your role. It's about what department you're moving towards. Any any decision like that can be can be difficult. I like it. I know we could we could we could have so much more on this. Something you just said, though, that I want to ask when you were saying how exciting it was for that person, for her to feel seen. I know you also said earlier, people, we all want to be seen and noticed and validated as we're working so hard yeah we want to be validated there's a a lot of effort that's going into that so we want to be seen so this may be a rabbit hole 
that we can avoid because I know we can talk very philosophically about it, but how do you see yourself and how do you begin to navigate your career in the right decisions that will, that will give you confidence, like to find that career decision confidence? I know there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of things going on. And maybe this connects to those, those habits every day that's, that are occurring, but how do you take some of these tools that you've shared and start to think about how do I see myself and how do I start to think about the bridge and not just the next job, but the job after that, that can seem really overwhelming, but how do you take little baby steps? I think first it's about being able to articulate your skills. You can't speak to your skills if you don't first recognize what they are. I think you have to, you have to own being able to recognize your own skills first. Then it's about being able to turn those skills and, and, Talk about how you're actually contributing with those skills. How are you bringing value with those skills? And you have to be able to tell that story. Your boss isn't going to tell that story. Your boss's boss isn't going to be able to tell that story. You have to be able to tell that story. Then it's about educating yourself, I think, to the market, right? The market has to tell you whether something is valuable or not valuable. And maybe before the market is your boss. I mean, they, of course, have the most direct impact where you are. But beyond that, you know, are you being paid uh, at market value? And how would you know that answer? And if you don't know that answer, what happens is you get very myopic about things that are not working and you get real negative about those things. And you think, enough of this, I'm sick of it, and you're going to go somewhere else. But with that, maybe you gave up a lot of flexibility. With that, maybe you gave up the the platform of wins that you've built over time that created this reputation where people wouldn't question you. They just gave you a lot of authority and a lot of free reign to do whatever because they trusted you. Well, you don't realize that when you move to a new role, you're starting from scratch. You've got to build that again. Yeah, build the bridge. Build that again. You're kind of creating a wall. You can create a wall if you're not careful, and then you have to recreate a whole new path. Yes, and it's about the level of impact to your lifestyle and your person, does it feel hard and heavy? Are you panicked about it? Does it create paralysis and, you know, a Netflix binge? Or is it going to feel empowering and is it going to be exciting? Is it going to be like welcome uh, surprises and bits of acknowledgement? You know, nothing is better than when somebody calls you out of the blue to, to, to offer an opportunity to you. And I'm not just talking about a new job. I'm talking about anything that is of status or of, of value or resource or something like that. How great for you not to have to actually go work to find that, seek that out. Well, I can't do that if I don't know who you are. I can't pick up the phone and call you for the thing. I can't refer somebody to you. I can't bring that connection or that next resource or tool or tip to you if I don't yet know who you are. You have to be seen and you have to be known. And you have to cultivate how you are seen and known for me to really not misunderstand or neglect big, huge parts of what you've done. This happens in jobs all the time where I've got this, you know, a client with a whole resume of experience, but the person that came on the job only knows them through what this last role is. They have no idea of this rich history that this person brings to the table. So whose fault is that? Well, I don't know if it's about fault but if you don't take personal responsibility to make sure that people are educated about what you've done and what you're doing, we can't really hold them accountable or responsible for bringing us the next best opportunity or putting us in the best light or being able to leverage those things. 
right? It's a two-way street. This is great. So that, I think, is a good place to wrap up this session. And we're taking everything we've learned into the final session that's coming up next, and that is results and the pie of possibility. So we're going to learn about what the pie of possibility is and what that really means. So I know that's like a very simple visual to something much greater, something that can have that lifelong impact. And in the next session, we'll also we'll build on some of those steps that you're talking about. So that first step, you're saying you have to understand your skills, and then you need to, you know, it's the way you're communicating to your boss, and then finally how educating yourself to the market, how that comes into play. And there's more. So this is this next session is the final session. I know there's gonna be some other surprises in it too. Of what else is next for someone taking control over their lives? So, yeah, I'm. Let's jump into it. I next. can't wait.